Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm Christy Graham, and we're about to play an episode that we created weeks ago. And in fact, we're going to publish two weeks ago. But with the invasion of Ukraine, we just felt um, we we couldn't. We were talking and, and moving into stories on that. Uh, but this episode is so powerful, and we want to share it now because we're realizing the importance and the the deepened relationships that we have with over 3,200 churches in Ukraine. And so we thought, what better time to share how profound Operation Christmas Child is? You know, we all know this, that it's important and it brings the good news and the hope around the world. But in desperate and dark times, God's Word is what people cling to. And that's what we're seeing in our partner churches, that seeds that have been planted over the years through Operation Christmas Child They're not small things. They've grown and flourished into deep relationships in Christ. And in fact, one of our our partners shared a video of her her kids gathering for the greatest journey. Even though they'd been bombed overnight, they didn't sleep well, there were attacks nearby, they gathered for their greatest journey lesson. And so we wanted to share this episode with you today because it shows you how powerful you being willing to go to one of the processing centers and help pack and process these boxes, how important it really is. And you might not see the fruit here on earth, but know that you're making internal impact. And so we wanted to share this episode. We have some testimonies from some staff members and people that were able to go to some of the processing centers when we had a lot of gaps uh, because of supply issues and, and worker shortages. And so you'll hear about that throughout the episode. But again, I think it's more timely now than ever because I've just been really encouraged by our partnership with the churches on the ground in Ukraine. And I think it'll help you pray more specifically for our church partners and for these shoeboxes, because over 600,000 went into Ukraine this year. I believe half of them were given out prior to the invasion, and and prayerfully the other half will go out. But those are 600,000 gospel opportunities given in the midst of a war and a crisis. And so, God's light is shining in this very dark time. So here's the episode that we had planned to post several weeks ago, but again, God's time is better than ours. Here it is. Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And today, we're going to share the way that the Samaritan's Purse staff and families helped respond to a need this year with the Operation Christmas Child Processing Centers. Operation Christmas Child collected over 10 million shoeboxes this year. This is a large and huge number, and this is all in the midst, as you know, of a pandemic, supply chain issues, worker shortages, and and this all left huge gaps in our processing centers. And so this required our staff to step out and serve in huge and sacrificial ways. You'll hear from a few of them in a little bit about the way that the Lord used this challenge for His good and His glory. But first, I want you to hear from Jim Harrelson, the Vice President of Operation Christmas Child. We talked about uh, the inside scoop of what it took to process all these boxes. And I know that many of you listening were a part of this. Your time, your sacrifice, and your willingness to do whatever it took to make sure that every shoebox was packed collected, processed, and shipped with excellence is truly appreciated. The Lord faithfully provided 10,505,155 shoebox gifts, or what we call 
gospel opportunities Mm -hmm. in 2021. Praise Him for that. Mm -hmm. Incredible, incredible blessing and and faithfully providing. Um, It's all about, you know, redemption. It's all about preaching, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. It's all about making disciples from all tongues, tribes, and nations. And we're right in the middle of that right now. But the Lord has provided from that 10 million, 500,000, 9,127, 591 shoebox gifts were collected from the U.S. And so many challenges, you know, with COVID and uh, so many countries continue to be locked down. Um, just all the challenges with the supply chain, mm-hmm. finding containers, finding ships, all of that the Lord has provided. And um, so we just it's just been an amazing year, truly, truly mm-hmm. amazing year. And uh, to experience like 17% growth in the U.S., to experience uh, 15% growth internationally, it's just incredible. You know, more gospel opportunities, more opportunities to share the gospel mm-hmm. with more children. And that's what uh, the Lord is giving us opportunity uh, to do right now. And I know the leadership around the world, they kind of try to project, you know, how many boxes do we think we're going to collect? So this surpassed their goal, your goal. Yes, 15% um, past the mm-hmm. goal, the global goal, yes. So what does that do to encourage you? I mean, I feel like it's the fish and the loaves. It's like, we here's what we think is going to happen. But God surpassed that and went above and beyond. What does that do to, to the staff and to the volunteers and, and just all of your leadership around the world? What does the Lord teach you in that? Our faith has deepened. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the Lord provide. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of a lot of challenge, in the midst of a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. there's great certainty in the gospel of Jesus. There's great mm-hmm. certainty in going and making disciples. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're right in the middle of that. But it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a faith builder. Mm-hmm. Our faith has been deepened. Like 2022, who knows what's before us, but yeah. you know, the Lord has faithfully provided in 21 and we keep going forward. Right. So... That also requires more work, though, and I know it demands or more demands on your staff. And even this year, before collecting, surpassing the goal, your staff had to give more than they typically do because you were low on workers, yes. seasonal workers, volunteers, yeah. because of what's happening with the economy and with the world. So what did that do to your staff? Because many, and this is also what we want to talk about, many that aren't within Operation Christmas Child, they don't know what was asked of your staff, that many had to go for four to six weeks working yes. in processing centers all around the country. So yes. I guess, first of all, what did, what, did, what did those demands, how did the Lord, I guess, fill those roles? Because you were really out of lack. Well, people stepped up mm-hmm. and they went. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? And, and uh, I, I think, you know, they also went from projects. They also went from right. NAM. They also went from uh, DART team members went. Um, HR stepped up in a major way. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody met the challenge. But I'm telling you, Christy, it's like I've never since going from processing center to processing center with Edward when we went on that tour, I've never sensed such joy, mm. such joy in serving. And the feedback that we've gotten since we've been home has been what an opportunity, mm. what an opportunity. The, 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 the unity factor has deepened, mm-hmm. um, um, and there's just joy. There's mm-hmm. joy in serving. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to 2022. Hopefully folks won't need to go for four to six weeks, but we will continue to work on opportunities for, for, uh, for our staff and other staff, uh, Samaritan's Purse staff, to be able to go and to serve mm-hmm. maybe for a week at a time versus four weeks or mm-hmm. five weeks or six weeks or whatever. But there's joy in that. There's great strength and power in that as well. And that's very, that's very important to, to do this in unity. And uh, so I think we all experienced that this last season. It's just remarable mm-hmm. what we have opportunity to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So 
you've, you've surpassed the goal, collected so many shoeboxes, but COVID is still putting some lockdowns and some travel restrictions. So what does that look like moving forward to get these boxes into the hands of the children? What does that do to your national leadership teams and you know the people on the collection end? I, I know this has been, what, the third year where there's been a lot of tight restrictions. The word, the kind of the term workaround has mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of taken on new meaning. Mm -hmm. um, but the can-do workaround spirit and attitude mm -hmm. has just been remarkable both from the volunteers um, serving in the collection centers and the processing centers, um, the project leaders in the local churches across the country, some 70-something thousand, um, have faithfully kept their eye on the purpose of all this. So regardless of the challenge, uh, which come at all different shapes and sizes and, and, and the attacks that come from all directions, the Lord has been victorious over sin and death. We stand on that. <laughs> And we go forward, and he, he's always providing a way forward. Mm -hmm. So it's having an attitude of being able to work around things and make it happen. You've talked with your staff here, and you said it's, it's been great testimonies of people's, you know, their faith being strengthened by being at the processing centers, by working for mm -hmm. six, four to six weeks yeah. this, this year. It has unified and changed your team for the good. Yes. Uh, but for maybe those who aren't here locally that, that joined from, yeah, various disaster response teams or all throughout the country, what would you want to say to them uh, for rolling up their sleeves, for sacrificing? You know, many missed um, Thanksgiving. They, they missed th time with their kids. You know, they had to sacrifice to do that. I, what would you say? I think all the, the faithful volunteers, the faithful donors, faithful staff, mm -hmm. serving a faithful God. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about fulfilling his redemptive plan while we have time and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And nothing is more important to the Lord than gathering the children to himself. Nothing brings more joy to him, I think, than seeing mm -hmm. the children come. Uh, very grateful uh, for the faithfulness of uh, the donors, of volunteers, the staff, everybody, the local churches, both sending local churches and receiving local churches, local churches right now that are evangelizing, discipling uh, many into unreached people groups. Just think of that. We have the opportunity and privilege, Samaritan's Purse to us, to preach the gospel where it's never been preached. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, this is the time. This is the opportunity now, mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. I volunteered here in Boone just for a short, you know, four-hour window. Um, and it's Thank tiring. You. Thank well, you. Well, it's exhausting. <laughs> I mean, I consider myself pretty active and fit, but it was it was exhausting. You know, you're you're on your feet the whole time. Yeah. You're moving. You're you're. Um, so it is physically taxing. But I think what hit me the most were a lot of the volunteers that came from all over the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, they give up, you know, a week or so of their time, and they'll never get to go and give out a box and yeah. see the kid receive it. Um, but yet, every, every, every hour when we yeah. would stop and pray and we would spotlight a country or share a video or a testimony or, um, you know, they would just cheer and, yeah. and know... Yeah. They were doing something that was sending it, and uh -huh. they won't get to be a part of the, the joy on the other end, but it's enough but one knowing. Day, one day they'll see. Yes, and one that's what they said. Yes. One day, and that's yeah. how many of them prayed. I that's can't right. wait to meet this child that's going to open this box. You right. know, I will. I, in faith, I, I believe. So I guess just having been on the receipt, you know, handing out, and mm -hmm. you know a lot of our national leadership staff that are there. Can you maybe just introduce us to somebody or a child or maybe just share a story to people that are listening that don't get to actually do it here on earth? Again, we will meet them in heaven, I trust and believe. But can you just even share that side? So many things to think about. I was just um, with somebody the other day who was sharing with me a story. I think it was in Guyana 
where they were actually part of a distribution team, a vision trip that we were taking, and they opened opened the carton and pulled out their boxes from the carton. Mm-hmm. They had gone through the whole process, mm-hmm. and they had the opportunity to give their box to a child. Mm-hmm. And you think about, you know, the Lord knows every hair on our head. Mm-hmm. Um, no detail is is beyond Him. Um, but I think of the um, there, there's this one one group in, in northern Tanzania, um, a 99.9 percent Islamic uh, people group. Um, the group there tried to go in for for several years. Uh, they finally persistent pers- persisted in, in asking, and the uh, elders uh, allowed them to come in, uh, distribute the gifts, and pre- preach the gospel for the very first time. These children heard the gospel. Um, but the the thing that the local team was remarking about was just the power of the the blessing of giving, mm. just how powerful it is when you when you give and you bless a child through giving them this gift, and it opens up not only people groups and villages and even mm-hmm. religions to to provide that opportunity, but it opened up opens up individual hearts. They've been blessed and they want to know more about you know the God who loves them and this Jesus who. Mm-hmm loves them and has forgiven them. It's, you know, to us, it boils down to what, um, you know, the uh, parable of the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus' perspective on it is not the millions, it's not the hundred thousands or the ten thousands, it's the one heart, mm-hmm. the one soul, the one child at a time um, being found and, and being rescued mm-hmm. <laughs> and being redeemed. And uh, that's his perspective. You know, when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. And um, that needs to be our perspective as well. We just want that to happen millions of times. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyway, just um, yeah, thankful for the opportunity to share with you all. Mm-hmm. And um, I really would like to just share a verse. It's really been foundational to us almost from the beginning, actually from the beginning. Um, but it's from Mark 10, uh, 14 through 15. And uh, the disciples are trying to prevent the children from coming to him, and, and Jesus reacted. Uh, he, he was righteously ang- angry with them, uh, uh, disappointed in them. Um, but he said to them, and he said to the children, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he's talking about the children. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it at all. Powerful words. Mm-hmm. Um, children are very important to Jesus. And... Um, you have to come to faith and come into the kingdom like a child. Well, they're already children. They don't need to become like children. They are children. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Lord's made it very clear. We want to put our nets down there, and he mm-hmm. will fill those nets with these uh, precious boys and girls. But we don't want to hinder. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said, let them come, and millions are coming. Mm-hmm. Even as we meet here, millions are coming to him. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that scripture. And it actually meant more to me when I got to go to Ecuador and see the greatest journey and to see a graduation and the way mm-hmm. that these kids shared the gospel with their parents, you know, and how many parents come through. Because so you said you're praying that four million will go through the greatest journey, but that four million mm-hmm. will impact hopefully eight, 12 million, you know, with their parents yeah. and their grandparents. Because like you said, the childlike faith, you know, when they receive it, they're not too young. That's right. <laughs> God can and will work in them and they will become little that's disciples, right. disciple makers. So they will. it is a ripple effect. And that's what I've loved seeing is that these numbers prayerfully mm-hmm. will multiply as their families and communities are impacted. I love how Jim talks about the power of the one. 
It's humbling to hear that over 10 million gospel opportunities will be handed out to children all around the world in the form of a gift-filled shoebox. And just as God knows every hair on our head, He sees each child. He meets each boy and girl in a very personal way. Our podcast team had the chance to talk to a few people who worked within Samaritans First all throughout different departments and the way that they were able to give up their time this year to go to a processing center. I hope you'll enjoy hearing from each of the staff members and the ways that God worked in their hearts as they were flexible and they went the extra mile to make sure this processing center had the people they need to complete the mission. Hi, I'm uh, Raul Ambrister, a regional director for the Caribbean and Native America. I get the opportunity, I guess, like any RD would say, to serve in the best part of the world, <laughs> work with excellent volunteers. I was blessed with the opportunity and the privilege to serve in the Atlanta Processing Center. And I went in there with no idea of what happens. Um, but it was an awesome experience. Um, we we offloaded uh, several uh, containers. Uh, we helped to, uh, helped to load uh, a couple. And um, it was it was really uh, an experience of connecting, meeting people, getting to know names, uh, uh, serving. But it it's it's it wasn't like work at all. It it was just for me. It was energizing, really, really energizing, and and at the same time learning a whole lot. Uh, I feel I truly feel like this is something I can do every year, at least a week every year, uh, to stay current with what's happening, to serve with the domestic side and interact uh, because the folks that I met uh, um, from the domestic side of OCC, they were just as interesting and exciting and committed and passionate. I mean, they, they their heart and the love for God and the passion with which they serve, it, it just motivates you, motivates you. And it gives you a sense of value, eternal value, you know, we see God God just showed up. We had a crisis, and it turned into an opportunity for all of us to be blessed. So uh, in every situation, you, you keep Christ in the crisis, and man, the outcome is always something that lifts his name and brings glory to him. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to be a part of that. Well, my name is Ruthie. Um, so I work as the executive assistant for Human Resources. I support the vice president, Cindy Rutz. I volunteered because I grew up in that area, in the Dallas area, and I thought it would be really fun to go back to Coppell to um, process in that particular center. It was great to be able to see a whole new aspect of the ministry. I had processed shoeboxes before, but I had never worked as staff in the PC. So that was really neat for me to be able to experience that and see a whole other side of Samaritan's Purse, which is Mm -hmm. something I don't normally get to do. So Mm -hmm. it was exciting. So I was able to be a team coach, which was so much fun. Uh, I'm an introvert, but I pulled out my extrovertness that's in there somewhere, and it was a blast. I loved meeting my fellow team coaches. They were amazing men and women who just love the Lord so much and love the volunteers. Um, and I got to train volunteers on what they were doing while they were processing shoeboxes and encourage them and help them along the way. And I loved hearing uh, some of the stories that they brought to. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me that even my work that I do at my desk in Boone, North Carolina can have an impact somewhere else. The stuff I do at my desk can have a ripple effect across the ministry in a positive way.
My name is Mark Smith. I'm the Director of Data Enablement. I've been working here for about four years now. I went to the Capel Processing Center, which is in Dallas-Fort Worth, and I went for a whole week. I was very excited to be a part of the, just that frontline ministry of uh, working with our volunteers, getting to know them, getting to love on them, uh, and, and, and seeing their dedication for OCC. I had lots of conversations with volunteers, and, and the, the first thing that I always asked them, where you're from? Uh, and it was, it was amazing to see how far people would travel to the Dallas Processing Center. Uh, people came from Arkansas, Maine, Switzerland, China, uh, Chicago, a bunch of local people as well. But, but it, uh, So that got me thinking, how far do our people travel? Uh, so I went back, I crunched some numbers, and, and uh, come to find out uh, from uh, the person's home, to the processing center, uh, people traveled 18.4 million miles round trip. To put that in perspective, that's 738 times around the globe, and that's 38 times to the moon and back. Blew me away. Um, my name is Anita Burns, and I have the privilege of serving as the regional director for Florida and Puerto Rico. I was ready to serve. I was looking forward to um, being with my colleagues up in Atlanta to serve in the processing center, um, which I thought was going to be for a couple of weeks. And then I got a call a little bit later and was asked to stay for the entire season. And so I was able to do that, um, made a few arrangements here in Florida, kind of knew what it you know, what was going on, but I never served in this particular role as an associate team coach. And um, I've got to tell you, it was powerful. It was so amazing. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Particularly, I loved being able to interact with the most dedicated volunteers, humble men and women, teenagers that love Operation Christmas Child. They love Jesus. They love the project. And I met people that have been serving in the processing center for 19 years and beyond. I was blown away. Something about people giving up their entire days, the day before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, that weekend, um, planning field trips, planning vacations to come to Atlanta to serve on their feet, on a cement floor, in a cold warehouse for hours. <laughs> I was like, only God, only you, Lord, would um, convict a person's heart to do that, to serve in that way. Thank you so much for joining us today. I loved hearing from each of the staff members who served and just how grateful they were uh, to be a part of this process. And they just made me think of Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. They truly were a living sacrifice, worshiping God through their, their actions and ability to go all over the country just to help in any way possible. And so we just want to thank and highlight our staff who served in our processing centers this year. I know that they gave up a lot um, and left at, you know, around the holidays uh, to be able to process these boxes. And, but I, I hope you can see how blessed and encouraged they all were. It was powerful for them to witness the other side of Operation Christmas Child and to be able to meet these volunteers. Um, and I know that everyone who served, they used words like 
joy, unity, blessing, powerful, amazing, dedication, all to experience, uh, to describe their experience. And, it, and I know, you know, it's often the case that when you serve, you're often the one blessed in return. And so I love the way that Operation Christmas Child, the, the staff, um, and even the, the other staff members throughout other departments of the ministry, they're truly excited, more prayerful and passionate as they continue their work this year. I can't believe that over 18 million miles were traveled by our staff and volunteers to make sure these boxes were processed and shipped to these kids all over the world. So now let's pray. As these gospel opportunities are be, being sent over the world, also pray for our national leadership team that will help distribute and disciple these kids throughout the year. It's truly a joy to watch the body of Christ partner together all over the world to send the gospel to the ends of the earth. I wanna close with Romans 10, 15. How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Thank you for helping send the good news and now pray for those that are bringing the good news to the children all around the world. Thanks again for joining us. God bless you.